while we're not going to agree about everything, we can create an environment in which we're committed to honoring the dignity that exists in every individual and then expecting that others that you engage with do the same. Greetings and welcome to the Unleashed Generosity Podcast, exploring the intersection of faith, service, philanthropy, and community. I'm your host, Aaron Scott. You can listen to all past episodes of the Unleashed Generosity Podcast on our website, unleashedgenerosity.org, as well as on any of your favorite podcast streaming platforms. We invite you to connect with us online on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Unleashed Generosity Podcast. Season two. Thanks so much for being a part of these ongoing conversations where we're discussing six core values. The values that we are discussing are humility, hospitality, respect, collaboration, intentional engagement, and radical imagination. Earlier in season two, you're going to find that we did an episode all about humility, the first value. And as I shared in that episode, Humility is the first value that I wanted to discuss because I believe that it's sort of foundational to the other values and how those values grow out of humility. And so the the big takeaway from the humility value is the idea that I am not perfect and I need to learn and grow. I need to listen to your experience and your perspectives. And in the same way, none of our institutions are perfect. And so we need to be open to thinking about ways that they can also be improved and learn and grow by being open to feedback, criticism, others' points of view. And then the second value that we discussed uh, on a previous episode here in season two was the episode on hospitality. And the main idea of hospitality is the idea that growing out of that idea that none of us are perfect and that we have things that we can learn, is the importance of welcoming everyone to engage and to bring their full selves to the table. So that's the idea of hospitality, that everyone is welcome to show up as their full selves, their true selves, unapologetically, come as you are. So building off those two, today we're going to talk a little bit about respect, the third value. What I mean by respect is the idea that While we're not going to agree about everything, we can create an environment in which we're committed to honoring the dignity that exists in every individual and then expecting that others that you engage with do the same. So you and I may be in a conversation and we may find pretty quickly that we disagree about a number of things, but we're willing to engage respectfully. And so again, these values are not so much ways in which it's going to solve all of the problems in the nonprofit sector or in our faith communities, but rather their postures or dispositions that I think position us well in order to try to find common ground with others, people of other faith traditions, people who may have different belief structures and ideologies, political views, whatever. And so I'm trying to imagine what some of the listeners might be thinking as they are hearing me describe these values, these postures, these, these, these ways of positioning ourselves to interact with others. And I imagine people saying, yeah, that's great that you would be humble and you would seek to be hospitable 
and then you would seek to respect others. But what about all these other people in the world who I just find are super offensive and aren't reciprocating that? I think that's where this posture of respect becomes really important with the type of community that I'm trying to create, the conversations that I'm trying to create on this podcast. Because there's obviously plenty of people that don't want to lean into these postures and want to take a um, combative oppositional approach. At some point, you have to say, all right, well, this person is not willing to engage in a basic uh, way that I see as helpful. And so maybe you do just agree to move on and not engage with that individual. But what I am suggesting is that I think if you can find others who are willing to lean into these postures with you, even though you may have strong, significant, different points of view, but if you're able to set some of those convictions aside long enough to be willing to at least hear the other person out respectfully, then I think that changes the dynamic in enabling us to be able to find some common ground and work together. And so I'm not suggesting that respect looks like um, allowing people to berate you or be verbally abusive to you or, or cut you down and you just, you know, just take it and take it and take it. Cultures of abuse are obviously not healthy. And so I'm not suggesting that in our relationships with people, whether it's people within our own organizations or our religious institutions, in our nonprofits, that we should be condoning behavior in which people treat others without respect. We need to be willing to have some sort of agreement about what it looks like to have some sort of respectful civil dialogue and what's what what's in bounds and what's out of bounds and what sort of things that I think is is a, maybe the basis where we should build off is this idea of respect that we need to be able to have a conversation with another individual and see the human dignity that exists in them and even though we may disagree with them strongly still be willing to have a respectful conversation in which we don't demean or or belittle the other person because we disagree with their point of view. One of the ways I think that this respect posture can be lived out is through something that was discussed in the in the, the most recent episode that I did with Mitch Stein, where we talked about listening the importance of listening to other people's stories and experiences. So I just want to play that quote for you because I think it's a great embodiment of what I mean by this idea of respect. And so what drives me is just hearing from hearing other people's stories, learning about them. Like, I just don't think there's anything greater we can do as people on this planet than learn from each other because you only have one life you can live. You're never going to like, have the full understanding of everything in the world, the best you can do is listen to other people. So that's a great quote from Mitch, in which this idea of listening to others is so important. And it's a big part of allowing us to try to find ways to build bridges, to find common ground with others. Now, again, this doesn't mean that you still can't have ideas that you believe in strongly and that you can't express those differing point of views to others that you disagree with. You can still approach that conversation in a respectful posture and a respectful tone. And so as we lean into this respect posture, 
and this idea of listening to others' perspectives, I think one of the things that I've learned is important to do, and one thing that I think we're struggling with in the nonprofit sector, in our organizations, and just in our lives, is the idea of truly seeking out different ideas and different points of view. And I want to hearken back to the hospitality episode. And again, that quote that I shared from Akio Bethea on Brene Brown's Dare to Lead podcast, this idea of what true inclusion looks like is really accepting diversity of thought and embracing dissenting points of view and seeing that not as a threat, but rather as something that's welcomed in our lives and in our culture of our organizations. And that's really hard work to be willing to seek out others that you disagree with. It's much easier, right, to go back into your camp with your folks that you you agree with. That's just safer. It's easier. It's not as vulnerable. It's not as taxing. And so respect, in some ways, leaning into uncomfortable conversations, leaning into conversations where you know you're going to find disagreement where you know you're going to find difference of opinion, where you know you're going to find dissension is more difficult, but I would argue that it's it's very important. So what does it look like to, again, not seek out people who are going to be verbally abusive or disrespectful, but to find voices of people and find people in your life or find people in your community that you know you're not going to agree with, but actually intentionally seeking out building relationships with them or undertaking conversations with them, what does that look like for you? I don't know what that looks like for you. That could look like seeking out somebody from a different faith tradition and genuinely trying to get to know them. It might look like seeking out somebody um, of a different race or a different gender or surrounding yourself with people from a different political party. It might be seeking out different news sources to diversify the types of point of views that you're considering. There's lots of ways that this could be embodied. And I'm not, I'm going to throw out some examples of, of some voices that I've been trying to intentionally reach out to and listen to and, and why I've done that. But I'm not at all suggesting that these are prescriptive and that this is what you need to do. And I was having a conversation with a friend of mine, Jamin Rathbun. He's a great guy, a good friend of mine. He's an executive director of a, of a faith-based, it's a Christian ministry, an art center here in our community. They teach dance, they teach music, guitar, all sorts of different things. I think Jamin would tell you that I'm probably uh, more progressive in some of my views than he is, and he's more conservative. But he shared something with me, gosh, this has been a year, a year and a half ago, where he said, you know, I think you really need to intentionally seek out listening to more conservative news sources because you're you're almost becoming too biased and assuming the way that you're hearing the news and interpreting the news just is the way it is. And that was a really good word and challenge for me to say, okay, I'm, what does it look like to try to seek out some alternative news sources? And so what I intentionally did was I was trying to seek out conservative voices and I actually found Um, The Dispatch, which I think is a great news source because it's independent, it's conservative leaning, but it has journalists that embody this posture of respect and civil dialogue and be willing to embrace some of the nuance and the disagreement that exists in the world. And one of the voices that I've really found helpful on The Dispatch is David French. And I find David's, um, David's perspectives 
to be very refreshing because as a conservative, he's willing to lean into conversations with people of other faiths. He's willing to lean into conversations with progressives and those that he disagrees with. And he's willing to do that in a charitable, respectful way. So he's a voice that I've found to be very helpful to begin listening to. Let me give you another example outside of politics is as it relates to faith and spirituality. Dr. Preston Sprinkle and his podcast, Theology and the Raw, he's written books about LGBTQ and inclusion issues in the church. He himself is not affirming, and yet he's willing to acknowledge that the church, its posture and its teaching has been very harmful. And then Richard Rohr and the Center for Action and Contemplation, that really is more of an interfaith group that's trying to seek to find ways to build bridges between faith groups and suggesting that we actually all have a lot more in common as people of faith from different religious traditions than we might first think. So these are just examples of ways politically, religiously, that I'm trying to lean into the idea of finding difference, finding dissension, finding things that is um, not the same as what I currently believe or what I have believed in the past, but being willing to listen to other respectful voices to challenge some of my assumptions. Another critique, perhaps early in the season, is Aaron, you're a white dude. Your first two in-depth interviews of the season were with Daniel Silliman and Mitch, Mitch Stein, two white guys. And though they're very different in that Daniel is a journalist and an evangelical Christian, and Mitch is uh, a startup founder and not a Christian, openly gay man, they're still both white dudes. And now you just cited a bunch of other white dudes. David French, a white dude. Preston Sprinkle, a white dude. Richard Rohr, a white dude. Where's the diversity? You've been talking, you know, you've talked about the idea of uh, dissenting points of view and embracing alternative points of view. And you're a white guy talking with other white guys. What's up with that? In the same vein of this idea of seeking out other voices and listening to other voices, one thing that I've been very intentional to try to do is to try to find voices of individuals to listen to more females, more people of color, people that are from other parts of the country as me, people that don't share the same faith tradition as me. And some voices that I've been leaning into on that front would be Jamar Tisby, Dante Stewart, Tyler Burns, Propaganda, Prop Hip Hop, voices like Tim Otto. Luke Wilson, Colby Martin. That would be finding women to listen to, like Jackie Hill Perry. Women like Megan Chance, Kate Bowler, Jamie Ivey, Marla Taviano, Bree Stoner, Kristen DeMay, Sarah Heath, Rachel Spears, Isla Malik, Becky Endicott. And I'm hoping this list continues to grow and that I find other voices that challenge me and challenge my assumptions and that enable me to continue considering other ways of viewing the world, other ways of thinking about my faith, other ways of understanding how others see the world and understand their faith. And so what you can expect to hear as this podcast season moves forward 
is more of that, more voices of different kinds of people. So you will see more inclusion in terms of more female voices. You will see people from different faith traditions. So in the next episode, I intentionally invited in a co-host, Herandi Lucas Pino, a female, a much younger individual, a Latinx individual, and somebody who I hadn't spent a lot of time with, but I thought was really important to invite her to be a co-host with me interviewing Adam Dixon, who is an African-American leader in our community who directs a multicultural center here in Johnson City called the Langston Center. And so we're going to be leaning into issues of race, into issues of uh, what it means to be Black in Appalachia, which are is a story and a perspective and a point of view that isn't often talked about. So thank you so much for tuning in for this third value series conversation. We're halfway through, and we've got three more value series episodes that will be coming up as season two continues, where we're going to be talking about how we move from these foundational postures of embodying humility and hospitality and respect, and how that then enables us to move forward in finding ways to build collaboration, intentional engagement, and radical imagination to transform the lives of others and to bring about greater healing and transformation in the world. Thank you so much for being here, for being a part of this community, um, for listening. I appreciate you taking the time to listen to my voice and my point of view. I hope that this podcast is challenging and encouraging. If it's not, I hope you can find something else somewhere that's challenging and encouraging. But that's the whole point of this podcast, is to challenge you to think differently and to grow and learn and to also be encouraged to learn to lean in and to do a greater good in the world through your life, uh, whatever that looks like for you. If you find these conversations valuable, if you believe that Unleashed Generosity growing and reaching more people and having a greater impact would be a, a blessing and something that would bring goodness into the world, here's some very practical things you can do to try to help the podcast grow. Number one, subscribe. Number two, uh, tell a friend. Share on your social media feed an episode that you've really enjoyed or some aspect of the show. Number three, go to Apple Podcasts and please do a rating or review. The more reviews and ratings we get, the greater the reach of the show. And number four, if you're in a position to financially support the show, uh, go to my Patreon page. You can get to it through the website, unleashedgenerosity.org, or you can go to patreon.com slash unleashedgenerosity. And if you're able to pitch in a few dollars a month, that would be for $3 a month, you're going to get access to some upcoming bonus episodes that are only available to Patreon subscribers. Until next time, unleash your own generosity. Brother, will you stand?